Welcome to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. I'm John Henry Crosby, founder and president of the Hildebrand Project. Alice von Hildebrand, known as Lily to her friends, inspired audiences with her wit and wisdom in over 300 appearances on TV and radio. This podcast is a treasury of those archival recordings. This is the second episode in the series on Dietrich von Hildebrand's book, The Art of Living. In this conversation, Lily discusses faithfulness and what it means to be truly alive. Now, here's Lily. I'd like to make a remark about the title of the book, mm-hmm. The Art of Living. Yes. Now, we live in a country where many people know, know how to make money. They know how to enjoy themselves. They know how to go to the moon. They know how to invent amazing computers. They know how to perform the most extraordinary operations, bypass operations, but they don't know how to live. And in some way, this book is absolutely crucial Mm -hmm. to a sort of rehabilitation of what human life should be like. Because there's nothing more tragic about a society that has so much and is basically so poor. Mm -hmm. Now, just imagine the number of marriages that go to pieces in the United States. And uh, the percentage of marriages that are broken is so high that today the fashion of the day is not to get married because you know very well that is not going to last. Right. And that costs a divorce and all sorts of uh, bureaucratic procedures. So it's much better to live together as long as it works and then you pack and go. Now, in other words, I claim that in our society there is a tragic incapacity of understanding how people should live. Mm -hmm. Now, the virtue that we're going to discuss and that my husband has analyzed so profoundly in this little book is faithfulness. Now, you cannot say that in the United States, the average person majors in faithfulness. (laughs) You can truly say that marriage after marriage or friendship after friendship, it just does not exist except in rare individual cases, and then people find it absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it seems to me as important as reverence Mm -hmm. is that we regain understanding of what faithfulness is. Mm -hmm. And it implies, of course, a relationship to our past. You know, man goes through a series of changes from infancy to the moment that he grows up and then becomes a teenager and then he becomes an adult and then he goes towards old age. Now this implies, of course, stages of development. The truly faithful person is the one who keeps or keeps the things that are valid in his past Mm -hmm. and builds up on it. You see, otherwise it'd be just a product of change. Every single day it's something different and there's no continuity and uh, you meet one person one day and it's a one day encounter and the next day it's another one, the next day it's another one again. And finally you discover that there is no unity in the person. When you turn to the lives of truly great individuals, you're going to see that there is an inner unity, which implies precisely that what is good in their past has been kept, blossoms and develops. What is bad in their past has been rejected and eliminated through contrition and possibly the blessed sacrament of penance. So we're going to see that there is in man these two possibilities, the possibility of building up on the past and realize you have committed yourself, certain things were good and valid, and you are going to hold fast to them 
in spite of change. Now, this is, of course, the moment of temptation. Mm -hmm. Suppose that you take the case of someone who has a deep conversion and is carried by grace and all of a sudden says, oh, my life is magnificent, it's all changed, and I truly have understood what human life is all about. And then, very much as in the, the parable in the gospel, the preoccupations, the daily preoccupation, the making of money, or vanity, or pride, or concern about earthly things, and all of a sudden we start forgetting the amazing graces that we have received. I know people who undergo a sincere, beautiful conversion, and after a few years there are no more traces of it. All that was past, yes, it was a, it was a stage in my development, mm. but now I'm beyond it. You find the same thing in human relationship. You truly fall in love, validly and truly, with another person. And then, because that changes, because the other person is getting older and you're getting older and you suddenly make a new encounter, and all of a sudden you forget the validity of the bond linking you to this other person and you reject and bury it. Now, therefore, there are two possibilities. One possibility is that my life is a series of undisconnected segments and then I will never grow in spirituality, never come closer to God, never build up mm -hmm. profound human relationship. You know, if you think of the greatness of a beautiful marriage that goes through life in spite of difficulties, in spite of moments of darkness, we have to realize that every single great experience is necessarily going to undergo moments of difficulty and darkness. You know, you can have overwhelming graces and then all of a sudden you find yourself absolutely dry and you start doubting of the validity of the graces that you have received. Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful love relationship. Now, for this or that reason, all of a sudden you have really well, you know, it's not quite what you believed it to be and you drop it. Instead of holding fast in faithfulness and continuity to what has taken place in the past. Now, there my husband has made a distinction which is to my mind so important for my religious life and for my relationship with other people that I'd like to explain it very rapidly. He makes a distinction between what he calls actual experiences. For example, right now my actual experience is to be in a studio at Bloomingdale and talking to you. This is what is happening now. And then he speaks about super actual experiences. And a super actual experience is something that has such a validity that even though it is not consciously experienced now, it's still fully there, back of my consciousness. It's not annihilated, it's not gone. Mm -hmm. It is there even though it's not on the forefront of my consciousness. Now you take, for example, the tremendous gift of faith. Well, obviously, there are moments of the day when I'm so concerned about something practical. Suppose that I have to work on a computer and I'm totally absorbed by the work I'm doing on the computer because in this very moment I start meditating on the Holy Trinity. Well, then obviously my work is not going to function well. Does it mean that I stop to believe? Does it mean that I stop to love? No, one of the magnificent things about our great experiences, whether it is to believe or to hope, or to love, is that it always remains fully valid, mm -hmm. even though it's not at the forefront of my consciousness. When you do not see your dear wife, does it mean that you stop loving her? No, because this experience is super 
actual. Now, this is the essence of faithfulness, that I don't simply say, well, this is out of my consciousness, therefore it's gone, it's mm -hmm. dead, instead of saying, no, it is fully there. I once read, I've forgotten where, but it made a deep impression upon me, that a saintly person wrote, when the Holy Virgin slept, therefore no consciousness. She glorified God more than any saint could do when he's on his knees in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Mm. Because the perfection of her being was such that super actually this holiness that was in her was fully there, even though she was not conscious of it. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems to me that this idea precisely of the super actual, what is truly valid in me, even though it is not consciously experienced, instead of discarding it, instead of not thinking about it, therefore it no longer exists, sheds light on the horror of euthanasia. Because we are constantly in our society today, so you see this person is unconscious, this person is in a coma, this person is no longer fun functioning, this person's brain is half dead, this, and so forth and so on. Suppose that the moment that I have a stroke or a heart attack, this very moment, I was in close communion with God. The moment that I lose my consciousness, this is continue in my soul, yeah. even though I'm not conscious mm -hmm. of it, it yes. continues That's to glorify God. Explain it. So therefore, it seems to me when you have a supernatural vision of what faith is, you understand that as long as a person is alive, in this very state, he can glorify God, even though he doesn't know that he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And this is, to my mind, the ad admirable thing of faithfulness. Well, the very moment that you hold fast to what is valid in you, it continues, even mm -hmm. though you're not conscious of it. I don't know if this is what you mean, but just being in the state of grace is giving glory to God, right? And we're not conscious of it. Well, of course. Yes. And I mean, mm -hmm. this is why when you're sleeping, when you're doing other yes. things, it continues to glorify God. You see, the faithful person is the one who has a holy continuity and does not declare the past to be dead because it is no longer experienced or actualized. Whereas the person who is superficial in, in our society, this seems to be the prevalent case, simply say, well, that was yesterday, today is new and different. And therefore, to glorify change for the sake of change. Now, this is why in our society, one of the tragic signs of unfaithfulness is not only in our relationship to God, it's not only in a relationship to our spouses and friends, it's also in relationship to the tradition of the human, the Catholic Church. When you realize the number of very beautiful traditions that have been abolished and simply say, oh, that was so yesterday, it's no longer so today. Thank you for listening to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. We hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes of Lily are released every week. Please share our podcast with your friends and family and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to support the production of this podcast, we invite you to become a monthly donor or to give a one-time gift. To donate, please visit hildebrandproject.org forward slash giving. For more information and updates, follow the Hildebrand Project on social media and sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and helping support the legacy of Alice von Hildebrand.